Welcome to episode 446 of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. Fiercely independent since July 2007, always playing your music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. And with that sentiment in mind, here's The Last Great Dreamers and Crash Landing in Teenage Heaven. Morning, good afternoon, or indeed, good evening, uh, depending on your time zone. My name's Armitage, and I know next year is five months away, but it's already shaping up great gig wise. I have written in my diary 
Henry Rollins spoken word at the Barbican on the 16th of January, swiftly followed by Motorhead's 40th anniversary gig at Hammersmith Odeon on the 29th. Surely uh, it should have been at the Roundhouse as that's where it all started and held, like, this year. Anyway, the band's new album, Bad Magic, is due for release on the 28th of this month. I have to say... Their last album, Aftershock, was a real corker. Just as good as the likes of, you know, Ace of Spades over Kill or Bomber. And it looks like Bad Magic is just going to be as good if Electricity, the first single to be taken from it, is anything to go by. <laughs> Then there's the Dam's 40th anniversary with festivities at the Royal Albert Hall on the 20th of May. Uh, the latest addition to my little black book is the just heard before Motorhead last great dreamers who are special guests to Tiger Tales April UK tour. For me, it's the uh, Underworld on the 15th. Uh, and if you want to see them sooner you, than me, you can as they are supporting former runaway Sherry Curry in November. However... A band who I shall be seeing a lot sooner than that are the Biters at the Borderline on the 6th of October, who will uh, be over here to promote their latest offering, Electric Blood, which uh, I do believe uh, was released yesterday. Yesterday being the 7th of August future and non-wall rock radio listeners on Earache Records. Uh, Their 11-day UK tour starts on the 25th of September at the Jubilee Club in Camden. As you know, the 25th is a no-no. As I'm seeing the Wild Hearts that day... Yeah, who am I trying to kid? I'm up at the O2 for One Direction. However, 
The Jubilee Club starts at 10.30, so for some of you, it might be doable. Uh, even more so if you're at the underworld seeing Danko Jones with the Amorettes supporting. Uh, I know this is all hypothetical and academic, but to be honest, given the chance... Uh, I think I would have plumped for Danko and the Biters. Uh, even with uh, the Wild Hearts, we'll be playing the PHUQ in full. I'm not really bothered that I'll be missing them. I don't know, but I just wasn't excited about seeing them. Yes, I did book tickets, but I think it was more out of habit. Uh, it might be down to Ginger saying that he would be happy never doing another Wild Hearts gig again for the rest of his life. And he's only doing it as a service for the fans. I know Ginger will give it 555%. Uh, but I'd much prefer to see Hey Hello live over the Wild Hearts, which would mean they're the opening band. <sighs> anyway, I better stop talking before it actually does become next year. Here's the Biters, remember me talking about them 20 minutes ago, and Heart Fuller Rock and Roll.
singing I got a heart, I got a heart Heart for the rock and roll I got a heart, I got a heart Heart for the rock and roll I got a heart, I got a heart Heart for the rock and roll I got a heart, I got a heart Heart for the rock and roll up who heard me a couple of fridays ago that was the 31st of july on team rock radio breakfast show where moose played the intro to episode 444 of the paranoid school rock show then strickening by the subject of last week's show the sonics you didn't i'm hurt however next friday that's the 14th of august future and non-war rock radio listeners i will be at their new studios in the pentafield road for the whole of the breakfast show then hot footing it up to the great british beer festival excited damn straight it's been ages since i went to the great british beer festival well (laughs) moose did ask those regrettable words if there's anything i can do obviously i said you can always invite me onto your show which he foolishly agreed to Right, let's get on to some more new music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. This is Thunder Mother and just a tease from their forthcoming album, Road Fever, which is out on the 4th of September.
a world of clashing gigs, November the 14th seems to be throwing a multitude in a world of clashing gigs, November the 14th seems to be throwing a multitude of spanners in the works, or at the very least making the squirrel very cross. I have tickets to see Bernie Tormey that day down at the Albert in Bryant, which goes without saying, it's going to be a cracking gig. Also playing that day up at Wembley are Megadeth, who I've always liked, but it's the opening act, The Children of Bodom, that has had the squirrel booking a same-day return train ticket up to the O2 Arena in the NEC in Birmingham the day after, so she can see them and bugger off home. Unlike me, she has little or no time for Megadeth. The band that looks like we can do nothing about seeing are Godiva, who will be playing the Dome in Tufnell Park with Horizons on the aforementioned day in question. Obviously, other dates are available around the country, but unfortunately, I can't make any of them. So in the meantime, you and I will just have to make do with The Last Living Dinosaur from their Berlin album, which is due out on Nuclear Blast on the 21st of August. Hey, that's this month. <laughs>
this month seems to be a really good for releasing Paranoid Squirrel pleasing albums. Motorhead, as you already heard, along with the Bytus and Cadaver. Uh, the Royal Models' official release date is uh, that magical 21st for their debut, The Go-To Guy, with a launch gig on the same day up at My Black Heart in Camden. However, Glunk Records have not been able to contain themselves and have a small batch of pre-release copies up for a tenner on glunkrecords.bigcartel.com. Punk Globe out of San Francisco, say of the aforementioned album, and I quote, this is the finest debut record you're going to hear all year. I guarantee it. And you know what? Eh, They're not wrong. Just to prove it, here's where they half know my name from said album. Like it has for a thousand years 
Whilst you're purchasing the go-to guy, you'll notice on the far left of the webpage The Sick Liver's brand new album, Mid-Liver Crisis, which is uh, out a week later on the 28th. Mass was my strong point at secondary school. I guess having the go-to guy and Mid-Liver Crisis out on the same day would cause the world to collapse in on itself. Go further down on the page, click Products and right down, bottom right, it's the Sick Liver's debut album and first for Glunk Records release. Um, it's called uh, Motors, Women, Drugs, Booze and Killing, for which this song, Give Me the Drugs, just so happens to be taken. listening to the show a couple of weeks ago if not 
as usual, I'm hurt. Uh, you would have heard me play the little TNA split 7-inch featuring Billy Hopeless and the Hit Priests. Except I only had the first 16 seconds of Billy's offering, guttable. Within hours of the show airing, Billy was in contact with the full 1 minute 57 seconds winging its way into my inbox. Backing Billy on his first solo recording as Billy Hopeless is his former Black Halo cohort, Rich Jones on guitar, along with various members of SNFU and Bishop's Green. But what does it sound like? I hear you cry. Well, a bit like this. Croydon during the mid-70s as I did there were two bands that you could not help knowing about the most obvious was the Damned but the other band that gave the aforementioned Damned Captain Sensible was Johnny Moped in the fantastic documentary basically Johnny Moped Johnny the man admits to being probably 80% disabled and along with an overbearing mother-in-law and a wife 20 years his senior the classic lineup of Johnny Slimy Toad Fred and Dave Burke only managed to release one album the Chiswick Records Cycle Delic that featured the much-loved darling let's have another baby single the early 90s saw the band reform to release the vinyl only The Search for Xerxes on Captain Sensible's Deltic record label gigs followed as the Johnny Moped big band with two drummers four guitarists and female backing singers then the band was gone with Johnny the face of Croydon's Asda before taking on full-time caring duties for Brenda his wife however on the 24th of November 2007, the Johnny Moped Band returned for a gig in Brighton with a lineup of Johnny, naturally, Slimy Toad, and Dave Burke being joined by longtime bassist Jaco Pistorius and case guitarist Rob Brooks. This lineup has gigged on and off ever since, and with them entering the studio earlier this year to record the follow up 
album to the search for Xerxes, the first of fruits of which were released on damaged goods records as a limited seven inch at the end of last month. The tracks in question ain't no rock and roll rookie and super woofer I've heard live when the band supported the damned at Captain's 60th birthday gig last year and when they played the Shackwell Arms in December. But now, ladies and gentlemen, discerning music lovers, I present to you a courage bitter best band of the year 1978 and their first single for over 37 years Johnny Moped and Ain't No Rock and Roll Rookie Progressive rock is the genre I wrestle with over whether I should like it. The Von Herzen Brothers, Motorcycle, yes, Dream Theatre and Barty James Harvest, please kill me. Now, however, with all types of music, some aspects will do it for me while others leave me cold. The only way to find out is to listen, then judge, and not the other way around. For years... I shied away from King Crimson. Yes, I enjoyed 21st Century Schizoid Man, but steadfastly refused to listen to anything else until Henry Rollins played the track Happy With What You Have To Be Happy With on his radio show and I cracked up over the lyrics. Brilliant. But don't take my word for it. Here's the longer, by one verse, EP version.
after learning my lesson, I treat everything that comes my way with an open mind. Bearing this in mind, a couple of weeks ago, I got hold of Octopi's fabulously titled debut album, The Adventures of Harry and Walrus Kane, which obviously screamed prog at me. Upon hearing the opening track, I Am The Walrus, I actually checked their Facebook page to see if this was the Eureka Machines, with way too much time on their hands, releasing a prog rock album because if they did this is what it would i imagine it would sound like it isn't octopi are a four piece who hail from helsinki who from what i can gather have been going for at least three years releasing the fresh from the oven and self-titled ep along the way this is the aforementioned i am the walrus when i was a boy i looked to the sea I'm 
Long-time listeners might remember the live episode featuring Beast Milk, episode 366, I do believe. Well, in March, the band party company with guitarist Johan Goatspeed Schnell, changing their name in the process to Grave Pleasures, with you know Van Hainen filling the vacant guitar spot. You know perfectly well. I pronounced everything wrong there. Uh, a new album, Dream Crash, is due out on the 2nd of October with a UK tour following. I should be at a London date, which is on the borderline, uh, if not at the borderline, on the 13th. Now, that's going to be a busy week with Michael Munro and Hardcore Superstar two days later. And the professionals, yes, at the 100 Club the day after that. Anyway, here's Grave Pleasures and New Hip Moon. Fool, 
going to wrap this week's show off with some heavy metal kids. Squirrel, I and friend of the show, and Squirrel Associate Arkwright caught them live last Wednesday. That was the 5th of August. Future and non-wall rock radio listeners at the Merton Manor Club in Wimbledon. It seems every time I catch the band, they have a different vocalist. Unfortunately, I can't lay claim to have seen them with legendary Gary Holton. Uh, I'm sure he and Bon Scott were cut from the same cloth. The first time I did actually see them live was when Danny Peyronel was handling vocal duties for the excellent Hit the Right Button album, which was released in 2003. I ranked Message, which was taken from it, alongside such classics as She's No Angel and Delirious. Uh, I also was seeing them with John Nasty Nick Altman, who joined in 2010, with the band entering the studio to record the shelved uncontrollable album although the title track was released along with an accompanying video which is also very good uh, i think that's the band's second album to uh, be unreleased uh, the other being recorded somewhere between 2006 and 2008 uh, phil lewis of la guns and formerly of girl and torme picked up the mic for three gigs in 2011 uh, the one at the camden underworld was released on dvd after which guitarist justin mcconville Called W Duties until Paul Manzi joined in 2013. I was surprised though I had seen the band since November 2012 and that last Wednesday was the first time I'd seen them with Paul. No disrespect to Justin as he did a great job but the heavy metal kids need a frontman who's not tied to a guitar and Paul certainly does the job and does it well with Justin adding well-placed accompanying vocals. I know the band have had a couple of false restarts, but I do hope Hit the Right Button isn't their final album uh, and this lineup get in the studio. The song I'm going to leave you with is Delirious, just because it's a great song. Uh, this is the live version from the aforementioned Merton Manor Club, where a round of three alcoholic drinks only comes to £3.50. And if you've got time, check out the Hanoi Rocks version that came out on their Rebirth album, 12 Shots on the Rock, or the demo Michael Munro did with Steve Stevens for Jerusalem Slim. Till next week, take it easy.
King. Yeah! Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate it from all of us. We picked you a very good night. Thank you. Good night!